do hurts suddenly appear every time that I hear Scott and Matt and their lame podcast it's South Richfield why do cows fall down from the sky when I go Click subscribe, Matt and Scott, and their thoughts about South Richfield. On the night that they were born, the roosters got together and decided to create a dream come true. So they ruffled up their majestic feathers and crowed cock-a-doodle-doo. That is why all the girls in town follow them all around. Scott and Matt and their lame podcast, it's Southridge night here in South Richfield. It's, uh, As it is up here too, in the Great Black Swamp of Northwest Ohio. It is, it is steamy. Yeah. I was walking with uh, my son at the park and we just had a rain come through and it was, the ground was so hot that it was one of those situations where the mist was rising right off the ground. Like the, uh, and, like at Niagara Falls? <laughs> just like that. Minus the falls and the, the the rolling water and the Great Lake and, and all that. But other than that, everything else, it was it was the same. Uh, scratch that whole last part. But yes, just like Niagara Falls. Uh, but it was thick. It was thick with fog here. Yeah, it's just it's just hot here. It it rained earlier in the day, and uh, we did not go to a park after it rained. We just kind of said, oh, I guess we're not going to go pick up that leather couch we wanted. It's raining all day. Yeah, you don't want to take a chance of rain getting on your new couch. Well, it's not even new. It's uh, it's a used couch from Rachel's parents. They, they bought a new couch, so they have a leather couch in their um, family room, and Rachel 
said, we'll take it off your hands. So now we're going to have this couch. The only thing is we had to go pick it up. So <clears throat> I'm like, well, what's, we got to figure out when we're going to get this couch and how we're going to get this couch. And I went up to my, uh, went up to the farm because there's always something you can use. And, uh, so I said, dad, can I use your pickup truck? And I'm looking at the, the bed of the truck and I'm like, how long is this? So he whips out a tape measure. He just happens to walk around with one. And, uh, <laughs> it was it's good to have. <laughs> it wasn't the, the bed of the truck wasn't long enough. So I'm, he's like, well, it should, it should fit in our minivan. I'm like, what? I'm like this couch is like 86 inches. So if I can, I can lay down a eight foot sheet of plywood in there. I'm like, oh. okay. So I went and measured the minivan and sure enough, it's, it was over 96 inches. Uh, and it was wide enough. So I'm like, okay, tomorrow, you know, I'll come back tomorrow and borrow your, your minivan. So I pulled up with the minivan <laughs> today to Rachel's parents after it had rained and stopped. And, uh, I think it made Ray really nervous because he didn't think it would fit in there. And he, he didn't think he could get it out the uh, door. So, uh. you know, you know, when you're moving a couch, you just gotta wiggle it <laughs> and kind of angle it. Uh huh. But, you know, we're not young men. <laughs> <laughs> and I could sense a lot of nervous energy, so I didn't uh, argue, <laughs> saying, "Oh, we can get this out." I said, oh, "I guess you're you're right. We'll let the professionals handle it when they deliver your new couch." So they were supposed to get a new couch tonight, but the rain kind of threw that off too. Uh, so they're going to get it tomorrow night, and. The people who are delivering it are going to load up the old couch and bring it over, which what is perfect. A deal. I know, so I don't have to worry about it at all. And are they going to just drop it off outside your house, or are they going to bring it in? I'm not sure what they're going to be doing. Uh, hopefully, they'll bring it in the <laughs> bring it in the house for us. The only problem is we still have our our couch sitting there that we have to get down the basement. I don't know how I'm going to get that down the basement. I'm going to call. My brother's up and bribe him to come uh, help me get this couch down in the basement. They're still young men. Yeah, they're younger than I am. Right. It, the, the only thing is Nolan is very nervous about us moving this couch down the stairs of the basement. He okay. thinks we should take the cushions off the couch first All and right. put them at the bottom of the steps. Yes. So if we fall, we'll land on the cushions... And then we can roll our way to safety before the couch lands. <laughs> well, so, as I always say, Scott, safety first. Right. Have a good spot to land. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... I don't think this is going to work out, but <laughs> we'll see. Well, maybe those guys that bring the couch over, maybe they'll, they'll just take your other couch downstairs for you. Uh, I'm not even going to ask. That's... Apparently, this guy just had heart surgery. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how long ago, but it's going to be him and his wife. Why? I That's an unusual crew. Yeah, it's uh, owners of a consignment shop, apparently. 
So it's not like mm. uh, Levin Furniture coming in and, you know, strapping a couch to their back and carrying it up the steps or down the steps. It's a, it's a man and wife, and I don't know their age. I didn't, I didn't ask. So well, as long as they are professionals, yeah, as long as they can get it here, we'll get it in and in the house, and we'll take care of the old couch. I don't mind having two couches upstairs for a little bit. We have well, I bet the boys would love that. They could just jump from one to the next. Oh gosh, hot lava! Did, <laughs> right? Did you play that as a kid? <laughs> Always. Yeah. So did we. My kids play it right now. I'm thinking, how do they know that? I never told them about that game. <laughs> we never taught them, taught them hot lava. Do you yell a lot? Um, not a lot, but when I do, it, it does get their attention. We're never going to have nice things. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to break the arms of these couches. I, I find that I, I just lose my patience when like uh, stuff gets spilled. Yeah. You know? And and I remember uh, spilling stuff all the time as a kid. I keep trying to remember. Okay, remember how you felt like everybody freaked out when you spilled stuff. So don't do that now. So I'm trying to get better. Like if uh, something gets knocked over, it's it's just water. It's okay. Yeah. It's just milk. It's okay. It's just syrup. It's okay. It'll <laughs> it'll clean up eventually. <laughs> It's just hot melted cheese into my lap. It's okay. <laughs> I I still I I try to control my temper, but uh, I don't know. I was uh, <laughs> I remember at the beginning of this vacation. I was just on vacation for a week. Uh, Nolan said that uh, he doesn't think that his grandfather Rachel's dad is a grump, but he, he couldn't say the same thing for me. <laughs> He's like, dad, when are you going to be old? I'm like, I'm already, or when are you going to be a grandfather? And I'm like, well, it's usually when one of my children has kids. He's like, no, when are you going to be old? Like, like Papa. I'm like, well, like, <laughs> I guess when I'm 70 and he is like, uh, well, Papa, Papa's not really, that cranky, but but you might be. <laughs> so I was uh, extra sweet for the first maybe day that I was um that I was home, but then uh, reality set in. Probably after we hit, probably after we hit Toledo and they're jumping on the beds in the hotel or uh, playing hot lava on on the two beds because. Once you claim a bed in the hotel, you don't come to the parents' bed and start putting your stuff all over it or putting your dirty feet on it. That's kind of uh, that's kind of our rule. I don't know if you have vacation so, rules. Where, well, here's the, the typical rule on our vacation. Uh, we get the room with the two beds. Nobody wants to sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to sleep in the opposite bed. What? What? What's wrong with me? So it's it's Penny, Sydney, so and Jack. So many weird noises. <laughs> yeah, they all want to sleep. Usually, Jack draws the short straw because <laughs> he has the least seniority in the house. <laughs> oh, jeez! You snore. You make other weird noises. <laughs> I our, do. <laughs> our two kids sleep together all the time, even though they have their own rooms. 
they like sleeping together. Uh, except Nolan realized that Wade does a lot of sleepwalking and sleep talking, and it freaks him out. So it like happened, and he, Nolan started screaming that Wade was talking or walking. I can't remember, and he did not like it. So While you were on vacation? No, this was like a, a few weeks ago. Oh. Even though Wade's been doing it forever, he, uh, Nolan just never realized what it was. Maybe he thought that Wade was awake before, <laughs> and, it, and he realized, oh. no, Wade's not awake. It's really bothering him. <laughs> he, he brought it up again last well, night. That's tough. Yeah. He didn't want me to bring... Uh, Wade fell asleep on the couch last night downstairs, so... Nolan, I was tucking Nolan in bed. I'm like, should I bring Wade up, up to the bed? He's like, nah. I put a blanket on him, and besides, he <laughs> might start sleep talking. <laughs> so I left him there. <laughs> so do they they share? Ultimately, you're gonna just have them share a room. Well, no, we they had been sharing a room, and then we split them up just because it was time. It seemed like yeah. they were getting on each other's nerves, so. And then maybe they weren't. They uh, they each have their own room now, but Wade's hardly ever in his. In fact, tonight they're uh, so on the couch. Both fell asleep on the couch. They chose to. Uh, they want to sleep in their sleeping bags on the couch tonight. So we, I think I said okay. <laughs> I th- I think I said okay. Do, do they climb into bed with you and Rachel still? Uh, Wade does every once in a while. But um, I try to get him to to go back to bed. Usually it's for a reason. He has growing pains a lot at night. So usually I can, you know, calm him down and then get him to go back into his own room or back with wait, uh, back with Nolan. Do any of your for kids the still longest climb time, in? Uh, Sydney never had any problem. We, we had this book that we would that we used uh, called Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child or something like that. Happy Child, Healthy Sleep, I, I forget what it was called. And we, whatever it was, we used its techniques to the T, which basically said when the child gets up and cry, you pick up the child, put them back in the bed, tell them you love them, close the door, good night. Well, uh, now Sydney goes to sleep and has no pro- well, since she was three years old, no problem going to sleep all on her own. Jack, we didn't do it with him because he thought, oh, he's gonna sc- he's screaming, he's gonna wake up Sydney. So we threw that book out the window, and so he still would climb into bed with us. And he's ten years old now, so still at times uh, he'll climb in. Mm-hmm. And you know, so basically from the age of being an infant all the way through ten, he's with us. And you know, the kids, are, why don't why don't we have any brothers or sisters? Because you were always climbing into bed with us, and I never had a chance. That's why. Because of you. <laughs> so, um, they're, yeah, he's, he's finally getting over it, though. Um, this weekend, um, Sydney, uh, she's in Irish dancing, uh, and there was two big feshes in town here in Toledo. That's the uh, competitive recitals is what, what they call these fesh. Fesh. So there was two and um, she uh, she was competing in both and uh, the fathers and mothers of the of the dancers build the stages and tear down the stages. Well, Jack being 10 now, it's kind of his time to start helping out as well. 
So this was the first time that he was using power tools and lifting plywood and OSB and moving stuff around. And, uh, you know, when a kid does that, it kind of gives him a bit of confidence in, you know, the other people are saying, hey, you're doing a good job and all that sort of stuff, patting him on the back. You can see the, the pride swell up in him. So he's he's now getting in, out of that uh, little boy phase and moving on into being, you know, a kid. So still there's not going to be any little brothers or sisters coming along. <laughs> <laughs> but he's now starting to go to sleep on his own and uh, not climbing into bed with us. Does he just... So you said you went on a vacation. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, does he just show up in your room, like out of the blue, in the middle yeah, of the night? Yeah, you know, I'll, uh, I'll wake up and somebody's punching me in the side of the head. I think, man, Penny must really be angry at me. Um, because sometimes she'll, she, she'll just get up and, and yell, you know, like, I, what, what I do, what I do. Uh, but so Jack will just show up in the middle of the night and he'll have climbed into the bed and, uh-huh. and he likes, he likes to be that, uh, imagine the letter H he likes to be the, the crossbar <laughs> between the two <laughs> vertical columns on him and he pushes and punches <laughs> so that we roll to the very edge. Aye, aye, aye. He likes to lay perpendicular to us and, and he's got kicky legs and flailing arms when he climbs into bed with us yeah now wade just shows up he he runs like a muppet though so you you usually hear this little pitter patter of these uh muppet feet kind of like when kermit the frog runs <coughs> and uh <laughs> but sometimes and he'll just be there he'll just be all of a sudden i'm like huh? like sometimes i'm like who the is somebody in our house and then all of a sudden Someone's in the doorway, and it's it's Wade. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. Standing there with a black silhouette. <laughs> I hope he's Ass not doing that when he's, when he's 14 years old. Oh, this kid shows up. Yeah, so we, we did go on vacation this week, and uh, we were in Toledo, which was awesome. We haven't been there in a couple of years. And then we went up to Dearborn. Uh, actually, Ann Arbor, and then to Dearborn to the Henry Ford. But Rachel and I were so impressed with one attraction in Toledo that we think is better than Cleveland's, and that is oh, the Toledo Zoo. And that zoo is just—it's awesome. It's a great. It is a really good zoo. It's walkable. It's shaded. You're not like you don't have the sun beating down on these paths as you're walking uh, from exhibit to exhibit, like you do kind of in Cleveland. It's a lot of concrete in Toledo. It's just you know you you kind of have a natural flow and you're going around. There's a lot of indoor and outdoor things to look at. It's just the right size where you feel like you can see everything, and you and they have very nice exhibits. Uh, uh, for, for you know all the different varieties that the polar bear exhibit is really nice. Oh. The hippo exhibit was really what they hung their hat on for years and years. See, yeah, they they have done a really nice job with that. Yeah, we got to see. And the, they have that big carousel there. Yeah, they have they have the what two two historic or two carousels. They have one over in the yes. Africa section, and then they have the uh, historic one, 
We went on the the boys right. went on the historic one over by that water area. They have a nice little mm-hmm. uh, splash area for the kids, which was really nice because it was like ninety degrees that day, and we we're like we were like dragging. But you know, you you sneak into like the aviary or the reptile house or somewhere indoors and catch a little bit of a break. And the way they've kept all the historic buildings over in the older part of the zoo. It's amazing how they've they've just kind of worked everything in, and they they still have all that stuff there. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, Depression era buildings, uh, WPA work projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, a lot of um, re- really fine work went into the, the construction of those buildings. There's and they've done a lot of renovation over right. there, so it's not just the original setup. Um, recently, just this, I think it's just this year, or maybe it was at the end of last year they reopened the aquarium and it's a it's a nice aquarium now as well uh they also have a nice amphitheater there we've seen concerts there uh um, over the years really nice place to see a concert yeah the amphitheater looks awesome uh i know weird al was playing there last (laughs) month but they have that's something else they have a lot of great kids programs there there's a whole section uh, did you guys go to the well, the kids section of the Toledo Zoo, where they had the water flowing and the the, the bee section and the, the gigantic tree on the inside and all that sort of stuff. I don't. The, I'm trying to remember what they what they call that. It's uh, the life sciences section, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> For some reason, that's not ringing a bell. Maybe, maybe we did. Because we pretty much, the only place we skipped was, it was kind of where the you'd have the moose and deer. <laughs> it's kind of the woodland, uh, North American type animals. I think we kind of skipped uh, a lot of that. The wolves? Nah, we, we made it over to the wolves. Because um, that's over on the way to the drafts. Yeah, over in the, the Africa section, section yeah. now. We, we didn't do this because the First of all, the kids aren't old enough, but they have a zip, the zip line course and some insane extreme obstacle course now. Mm-hmm. And you have to be 10, but it looked pretty awesome. We would have let them do it if they were, they were old enough and we didn't get over there until later in the day and they had only had the zip line open until one thirty because they were doing a training session for their employees. It looked like. But the drafts, you could feed the drafts and everything. And you're right, you, we pretty much got to see everything in the zoo. The kids were kids were happy. And then you have the zoo lights in the, in the winter, which I know we've gone to before. And that's really awesome, too. Yeah, they do a beautiful job with that. Uh, I, I'd recommend, it's, Toledo is not that far from Cleveland, just uh, two hours tops to drive on, on the turnpike. But, you know, growing up in just outside of Cleveland, Toledo might as well have been on the other side of the world. You right. know, you never heard anything about Toledo in the news or anything that happened up there. But th- there's a lot of nice things. The, the art museum in Toledo is, is very similar to the zoo in that it's very accessible. And you can get around and see a lot of different types of artwork and a lot of different exhibits and styles. And you get through the whole thing in 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 relatively short order. You're not it's not a, a uh, museum where you feel like, well, we need to go there 
to, to see everything two or three days. So it, the art museum is very nice uh, as well. And they have a really good cafeteria. <laughs> and that's important. I remember going to the Fabergé egg exhibit when we were in college. That came through the Toledo Art Museum, and that was really awesome. Yeah. Did that you was, and I go to that? You know, my family I know came I, I, up. I did see it. I know my family came up because they wanted to see it, like my aunts and my grandma maybe. Okay. So they came and got me, and then we went to the art museum. I, I do clearly remember that. So maybe you could have you yeah, came with us. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I, I, I know I saw it. I must have been with somebody else then. I, I, I remember it was uh, just amazing seeing that. And they, they always have something nice to see there now. And to, for those that don't know, Toledo is known as the glass city. Right. Um, for the automotive years, they, they made all the windshields for all the, the cars manufactured up in Detroit. Uh, the reason is, is because there's a lot of high-grade uh, silica sand that was available. And so you had companies like Libby Glass, uh, Libby Owens, uh, Libby Owens Ford um, started here, Owens, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was why uh, our Hot Toledo got the, the name Glass City. So with that, as part of the museum, a, a new museum opened up maybe – maybe 15 years ago, where it's a glass museum right across the street from the art museum where it's it's all glassware, blown glass and vases and um, very intricate glass work that's, that's on display. And as part of the museum, they have a section of glass blowers that are actually in there operating, blowing, blowing glass. How nice for glass. <laughs> uh that's going on actively, and over at the uh, the Toledo Botanical Gardens, that's happening there as well. There's a lot of blowing glass. That's cr- and uh, going on. We saw some of that up at Greenfield Village as well, in uh, in Dearborn at the at the Henry. That's Ford. pretty neat. That how they do that? Do they do the ornaments for you guys up there by chance at Greenfield mm. Village? They were blowing a pitcher. <laughs> is what they were doing for what team? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> The, oh, the, uh, a, uh, a glass pitcher? Was yeah, a glass. Fabricated? Yeah, a glass okay. pitcher, a ribbed one. It, was, it looked like it was going to be a nice pitcher when it was finished. It was very interesting. The, and, you know, one other thing I want to say uh, before we, we stop talking about Toledo. If you're a member of, like, the Cleveland Zoo, you can get in for half price to the Toledo Zoo. So they have re- reciprocation. Oh, if you're a member? Yeah, they have the reciprocation. So we uh-huh. got in for half price since we were members of the Cleveland Zoo. So, And I, I saw a list of the zoos. There's a lot of zoos that they, they uh, accept their membership for half-off entry. So Akron Zoo was one of them, too. So if you uh, you listeners out there in podcast land belong to either the Akron or Cleveland Zoo and you have you know a Saturday free or maybe you're taking a day off work during the week this summer, Head on up to Toledo and check out check out the zoo. We also went to the Mud Hens game in Fifth Third Field in downtown Toledo was spectacular. And I know you you worked on that stadium, Matt. That's that's right. When it was constructed uh, in the early two thousands, I worked for the company that did all the um, 
utilities going to the city and the me the mechanical electrical plumbing was all part of the design that we did and i um, managed the construction of all that and it was uh you know how often do you get a chance to work on a, a baseball field it was it was a great project to, to work on and um, 15 years later it's still a great great place to see a baseball game and there's a lot of other stuff that's going on outside of the stadium they have restaurants and other activities, uh, restaurants, bars, and family activities. They really try to make it a, a family affair for going to go the, the baseball games. Right. And um, we usually take in at least one a year we'll go. And it's just a nice place to to, uh, to catch a game. Not a bad seat in the house. No, it was, it, was, it was wonderful. And we were maybe in the sixth row on the first base side. And they brought home a winner. And even though I'm not I'm not a Tigers fan, I I did root for the Mudheads. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they playing? The Pawtucket Sox, I think. Yeah, they're playing the the okay. Pawtucket Red Sox. It really is a nice stadium, built right in downtown Toledo. Just just a, a really nice venue. You have the big T, uh, their big T with the Mudhead logos uh, yep. swirling around on top of the stadium, like a like a beacon. Come one, come all. <laughs> come see the mud. Hand hands. over your money here. And Did you guys get any uh, uh, jerseys or anything like that? Uh, I bought I bought two t-shirts. One is, I should have gotten a large, I realized, because it looks really tight on me. <laughs> but I did see, <laughs> I did, and Rachel got one, and the kids each got a little souvenir. Um but I did see a t-shirt in the team shop that said, you'll do better in Toledo. Uh, and I, I remembered, it came back to me that you said that during one of our podcasts earlier. And I didn't pick up on that. That's like the slogan of Toledo. Yeah, it's it's been a slogan. Uh, I forget which year. It might have been like a brought back for a third time now, but it was the original slogan for the city back when the Erie Canal was completed and what they were trying to do was get people just to move into the town because once that canal was completed, it, what it did was connected the Ohio River to Lake Erie. So basically, in effect, the Gulf of Mexico with the eastern seaboard. That, that was Toledo was a, a way station on, 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 on that path. So they were the effort was to get population into the town. Well, I, I think we mentioned this on a, a previous podcast that uh, Toledo really was in um, the the outskirts of what used to be called the Great Black Swamp, an area of uh, 6,500 uh, square miles. I don't know if that's right, but <laughs> uh, square miles of, of, of swamp uh, that was impenetrable. Uh, because of, well, the fact that it was a swamp uh, in in the in the uh, rainy season that you'd you, you'd have uh, water right up through trunks of trees, so it was impassable. There's stories of horses just walking along with waters right up to their bellies. Uh, roads would disappear. Uh, there was nothing that that could be done except for two months out of the year when the area would finally drain. Uh, you could you could pass through uh, 
basically uh, half of July into half of uh, September. And then the rains would come back and, and fill the swamp back up. But I, I think of something like that now and, and think if there was something like that still in place, that had to be an ecological wonderland, you know? There, there's nothing that's like that right now. A, a large freshwater fen or, or wetland of that, that size. It went all the way from Lake Erie all the way into um, Indiana, right? Fort Wayne. Yeah, in, into Fort Wayne, Indiana. It, it was the holdover of uh, a proto-glacial lake. Uh, as, as the glaciers receded, they left behind, obviously, the Great Lakes, and at greater depth was, or when they were at greater depth, was this lake itself. Um, the moraines that um, meet at Fort Wayne extended to the northeast and to the southeast, and those were the boundaries of this proto-glacial. But as uh, the glaciers receded, so did the uh, the lake level, and now it is where it is today. But still, this whole area was a swamp as, as that lake water receded. It wasn't until the late 1800s uh, that they finally were able to drain the, the swamp itself, harvest all the timber that was in there, and it became highly productive agricultural ground. And and that that slogan has been around for 103 years. It says 1913. They had a big sign erected in Toledo that said you will do better in Toledo and it was yeah it, the, the sign was there for like 13 years you know a really interesting thing here in Toledo is the, the, there's a feeling very that it's very much like the red-headed stepchild of Ohio they always refer to the three C's Cincinnati Columbus and Cleveland how everything is uh, the focus of the state is along that corridor the I-71 corridor and, and rightly so. But uh, as a result, a lot of what happens in Toledo is tied more closely with with the, the larger city to the north, Detroit. Uh, so we're, we're very much affixed uh, to what happens in, in Detroit affects what happens in Toledo. Uh, but we're always looking uh, eastward to see what, what is Cleveland doing? What's Cleveland doing? We got to do that here too. We got to do that here too. Uh, so there's there's very much um, an awareness about what's happening in the rest of Ohio. But I remember growing up, you know, in Richfield and listening to the Cleveland broadcast, I never heard a thing about what was happening in Toledo, and it might as well have been on the other side of the world. But just like you mentioned earlier, the zoo here is a is a true gem, and the art museum itself, again, true gem. Things that you can get through in just a uh, you know, half a day's time and really just a, a two hour drive from, from Cleveland. Well, like the, the Toledo chamber of Commerce sh- should be sponsoring this program. Yeah. We should send, we should definitely tag them when we post this podcast. Maybe we could make some, uh, <laughs> you'll do better in South Richfield t-shirts. <laughs> right. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to steal anyone's slogan, but, I, I don't think anyone would. Yeah, I don't think anyone would mind. You will do better in South Richfield. I mean, we're always looking north to, to Richfield. To North Richfield, right? <laughs> really, North Richfield was the place to be. I grew up there. You grew up there. Yep. South Richfield is really Hillcrest territory. When yeah. You think about it. Well, there's nothing wrong with Hillcrest people. 
No, they're great people. There's some some of the best people live down there. You got Dean. Yes. Uh, Shelly Sitz, Jen Litzel. Shelly, yes, yes. Uh, Chrissy Moden moved in down there. Right. Uh, uh, Ward Freeman. Ward, yep. Down on yep. Revere Road. Uh, right. Who else was Sean Baradon, I imagine, must have been one. Sean yeah. and his sister. Shannon. Shannon. Yep, and their brother Louie. Louie, Louie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Bowman lived down down that way. Lori Tacky lived on Harold, along with Lee Volkov. Can't forget Lee. Uh, no, no, he he's, he is uh, LV Sound. No, well, he really made a name for himself. Uh, yeah, he, he really really did uh, find a niche and and, and uh, has made good. Uh, you know uh, what's his name? Um, Jeff McCorney lived down That's on right. on that first street. What was it? So there was uh, Amelia, uh, Donna, and Monica. I think he lived on uh, Monica or Amelia. Oh, his, his family must have moved in then, right? I think. Did, well, did he go to a Catholic? He school? went to a Catholic school because my mom oh, right. and his mom were friends. From like bowling, but I, it, I remember in high school, my mom's like, "Don't you remember playing with him?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> him." But I guess we must have. But he went to like, he may have even gone to Walsh for a year or two. Because really? I don't, wow. I don't remember what year he started at Revere. I could be uh, wrong about I, that I though. I think it might have been. Well, it's definitely once we were in high school. I don't yeah. remember him in eighth grade. Yeah, Kyle Hogarth. Would have been, but they they moved in from Texas. I think ninth grade. Okay, is when they moved in. I did not know how, that. How about uh, Rachel? Would she have been? Uh, she started out at a was it a Catholic school? She or was a at St. Hillary in Fairlawn until uh, eighth grade, and then she. Now, why did she not go on to? Uh, well, what school would she have gone on to? Uh, she would have stayed in that. Maybe the Elms. But All they, right. her parents had built that house on Bath Road. They lived in Copley, and they didn't move into Bath until that year. So I didn't know that. Yeah, so Rachel started in eighth grade. And Dave started, like, maybe his freshman year? Yeah. And Rachel was well, still so at means- St. Hillary's for a year or two. But, oh, um Okay. But yeah, after St. Hillary's, they, you know, it was either Revere or whatever, Walsh or. Well, Walsh Elms. at that time was was strictly a boys' school. It's now a a co-ed school. Right. And the girl, what was the girls' school called? The Elms. Our, yeah, Our Lady of the Elms. Elms. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Sangeeta Gupta? Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> I remember Sangeeta was great. She, she was, was the best. terrific. I she but I don't know what happened to her though. Well, she went to the Elms. She, to the Elms, didn't she? Okay. Yes, yeah. because I remember I, we ran into her like at a community day or something. Uh, one you? year, like I, in high school. I ran into her family at, when I was working at McDonald's, as mentioned on a previous podcast. And I tell you, she was drop dead gorgeous. She was. <laughs> she was. I mean, my. I, I, there I am mopping the floor going, ha, 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 ha. 
No, I don't and know what happened. And parents were super nice, and they remembered me. Because I, I remember I I went over her house for some reason. It had to be like a birthday party or something. Yeah, yeah and I mean, her parents, her parents remembered me too, because, and I remember them. I mean, there weren't a lot of Indian people in, in our uh, district at that point in time. No, no. So you would know them, but it was, yeah, they knew, they knew everybody because, I mean, if you think about it, we were with her for what, seven years until sixth grade or fifth grade or something something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think until sixth grade and I think she started going to private school. I should ask, uh, I should ask Shelly if she knows Sangeeta because Shelly went to the Elms. She did. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, Dean's wife, Shelly. Yeah, Dean's wife. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Dean's wife, Shelly, went to... And then uh, Sheila Babakati, I think, went there, too. Do you remember her? Sheila Babakati. Yeah. I remember the name. 7th and 8th grade with her. And uh, Diane Sivak went to the Elms. Yes. So there were a few people who, who who chose not to go to Revere. I can't imagine why. I I think it's a mistake, personally. Maybe they're running companies right though, so it worked out all right for them. I don't know. All right, well, that brings us to the end of episode seven of the South Richfield Rooster Podcast show. Uh, our apologies again to Eric Moore. Sorry, Eric, we went a little long. We'll try to get you on next time. And don't forget, people, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for South Richfield in that search bar. And you can also check us out on Twitter and Facebook. We have a new Facebook page. Uh, Please like us on Facebook. Send us uh, any comments, either at South Richfield on Twitter or SouthRichfield at gmail.com. And we'd be glad to read your comments on the air. We've we've never gotten an email, Matt. Not even one comment? No, no. Actually, we got a review, though, didn't we? We did get a we did get a review on uh, iTunes. I'd, I'd like to encourage all the listeners out there to put a review in on iTunes as well. Uh, that really helps us out with uh, all things podcast related. So uh, write us up a review. Most of my uh, reviews and, uh, come from uh, from my aunts. Well, to, to Scott's aunts, please write another review. Oh, they don't write. They just they just tell me. I listened oh. and I loved it. <laughs> well, set them up in front of a, a, a keyboard and uh, you have to put something on there for us. Five stars. Stop telling me how much you like it and just do what every other normal person nowadays does. Type it out. Nobody talks to each other anymore. 